Yep, that's what's happening now. Okay, <laughs> we're on the I'm, air. I'm ready. This is it. Let it rip. All right, everybody. It's Godfather. Godfather. It's finally here after. 30, 40 minutes of putzing around with the audio, uh, making sure we're in stereo. I still don't know if we're in stereo. I don't, I don't know what happened. It's just been that kind of day. It's going to be where we begin. So, uh, everyone, welcome. This is uh, episode one of, of Godfather. Uno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Keith Long. I'm a pastor at St. Luke Lutheran Church in Cottage Grove, and with me, hosting the first episode is Greg well, Heineke yeah, you and I'm middle school principal at Spectrum a charter school in Elk River boom there you go so uh so this is Godfather we are um kind of broken the show up in a couple different ways but uh mostly it's it's kind of a, a fodder show yeah a mishmash um, a mishmash <laughs> uh, we're gonna do some reflecting we're gonna just do some just general commentary and uh we're gonna just do a, a combination of things in the in the fodder section yeah so um bear with us um if we're not in stereo that's a bummer but i think you can still hear us yeah. so, there's, there's always next time yeah yeah although i can't hear myself oh, in no. the headphones right now so for all i know <laughs> you look good me. at least but this is Podcast. We're not professionals. No. All right, uh, so let's let's jump right in because you know one of my biggest pet peeves about podcasts is too much randomness at the very beginning and not enough content. So we're just going to jump right in. Let's get at it. Two minutes. So um, we're going to talk about the sermon from uh, from Sunday. Yep. And uh, that was a sermon that I preached uh, called Rethinking Defeat. I used the Jeremiah texts uh, from 31, uh, chapter 31. And uh, so here is a brief excerpt from that sermon, and then we'll, then we'll talk about it. That God is up to something new, always. Listen up, he says. The God of Israel doesn't play by the same rules as the other tribes and the other gods. Our God, Yahweh, is doing a new thing among us, opening a new way of being in covenant together. We are called to know God differently than before. We are called to be a new tribe, knit together in acceptance and wonder and persistent hope. God's love and forgiveness are written on our hearts. There's nothing left for us to do to earn God's favor. We simply are God's favor. So what battles are you still fighting? Where do you feel the sting of defeat and the despair of loss? Perhaps you're listening to this and harboring bitterness or regrets. Maybe your heart is just deeply saddened over one grief or another. That's okay. That's okay. May you explore the void of your loss 
with courage and humility and honesty, trusting in the tribes of yesteryears who dared to rethink defeat. May you know that just as Jesus' disciples refused to accept the spectacular demise of their friend and rabbi, that a new day will dawn for you as well. There you go. There you go. See if that worked. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that was a really long pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. You can hear maybe I'm breathing. So, uh, so that was the excerpt, uh, hopefully. And um, yeah, so what do you think? So that is, and, and by the way, we should probably mention that you can hear the whole sermon, all of them. Yes. Uh, you just go, go to the St. Luke yep. website under yep. the sermons and check them yep. all out. Yeah. Um, but this particular sermon, that was the culmination, that was the very end after uh, a, a lot of, you know, some interesting things that, that you do to bring us to that point. And that really, I guess, is what stood out is, is the culmination of getting to the end about that God is calling us and that um, we are called to know him differently and, and, and act differently. Um, and yet the, the framing that you had there stood out to me because of the question, what battles are you still fighting? Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be truly um, taken in lots of different ways. But I liked the part then you listed uh, about the courage and the humility and the honesty and the, the things that he he helps us bring out in us to be able to go right. through those battles, I guess, is, is really after hearing it again now, again, hopefully everyone did. But yeah. At, yeah. at this point, those are the pieces that stood out. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm especially drawn to the, the different disciples of uh, that, you know, is in scripture from the New Testament disciples and, you know, really the Old Testament disciples and, um, you know, just really encouraged by that, the fact that, you know, I know you and I have had a lot of conversations and, and we rethink, well, pretty much everything. Yeah, maybe um, too much. Yeah, maybe too much, <laughs> you know, but that, that, that journey, that process has always been going on, like always trying to rethink and reframe, you know, um, existence and things that happen to you and, and these Israelites are no different in the sense that, something really terrible happened and you know everybody else would just be like well i guess that proves that we're wrong um and instead they were kind of like oh hang on a second um maybe we just need to think about this differently yeah and and then that's kind of what really saved their tribe right um and and how they're still here today uh which i think is really fascinating very much so i it it's uh, it, what's coming to my mind is the the part about time, even that when you're in the moment, you can't really see it. Yeah. Right. And right. so some time needs to pass by, and you go, "Oh, I guess that really was good for me, or yeah. what I needed, or or something along those lines." And that's probably one of the hardest things for us to to take on. Is it helps shape who we are? It is that identity right. piece that you mentioned. Right. Um, but man. Working through it, living in it. Oh yeah, oh. it's it's a quagmire. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I have courage, humility, and honesty. Yeah. Well, right, I right. guess I got that part. Yeah, this yeah, this yeah. isn't working out very well. Well, and it's just, but then it's. I think it's always reminding yourself that okay, one day I'm going to be looking back at this. Yeah. And what do I want to? What do I want that picture to look like? You know, how do I want to 
look back at myself, you know, when I look back, you know, when I look on this. And, yeah. No, that's um, excellent. That perspective, there are always yeah. multiple perspectives, right. but then if you can, you know, pray and call on God to help you rethink it and pause yourself yes. on that. Well, I think that's, that's the biggest a, thing is I think the pausing takeaway. and just not, not giving into reactivity, but you know, just pausing and being like, okay, what's really happening right now? Um, is this as big of a deal that I'm making it or right. um, isn't it? And, and maybe it is, um, you know, a lot of times it really is really, really crappy. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you're not overblowing it. Like it really is very difficult. Um, yeah. but, but then it's looking at, well, where's my support? Um, uh, what, what kinds of ways can I be, um, you know, asking for help, um, and, and what ways do I need to be looking out for what works for me? Yeah, I think that's really helpful because no, no matter what it is, it, it, it is that person's reality, and he or she yeah. is, it is a struggle. They're, mm -hmm. they're not really making right. that up, and right. some people might look at them and go, oh, come on, that that's it, that's not, yeah. whatever, and you know, you, you get to really horrible things in, in this world. Um, and you don't have to have it to that extent, but it is a challenge that the person is mm -hmm, going through. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. as you said, kind of thinking about um, who are your supports? Um, how do I rethink it for myself and I don't get yeah. swallowed up by it? Those yeah. are those are really yeah. great challenges. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we both have heard, you know, it's, it's not about the solution, but it's just about, you know, well, I've preached on it before, embracing the dread, you know, yes. of that moment. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's not exactly a strength always of mine. Like, you know, I, I tend to jump ahead and I tend to, um, you know, not fully, you know, embrace that that pain of, of the other right at that moment. Um, I, you know, I, I, I do pretty good, yeah. um, I think, but I, it's it's still like it, I have to work at it. Yeah, you know? we all do. Uh, so... All right, good. Well, any questions or things from the sermon? I know you listened to it um, online, and anything yeah. that came up that uh, you know needs clarification or I don't know if I had you know. questions. I mean, some interesting names from Marduk. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you explained Yahweh and stuff. What yeah. was that? That was the one with D. Dagon. Dagon. Yeah, yeah, that's Philistine right. Philistine god. Yeah. You know, um, which makes sense if you kind of think about. We yeah. would like to name you know every, have a name there was a, and, and there pray was, directly yeah. to there was a god for everything yeah and yeah. a lot of people think oh that's just hinduism but no you know um in fact it's it's believed that uh, there, uh there's some scholarship out there that said that um you know the israelites weren't always one god um that uh, that they even had two um that hmm. the the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom had each had different gods and a lot of that's reflected when you read the old testament uh, the word for the word for God uh, and Lord, you know, they're two different, and you know, we've they've just kind of been blended, and you kind of just think, oh, they're interchangeable, but that actually might be indicative of two gods being mm. blended together. Interesting, uh, which I I found really interesting. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah. Whenever Yah Yahweh is actually Lord and uh, Elohim is God. Okay. And uh, the uh, God or the El or Elohim. Uh, was, is kind of more this, um, you know, almighty God. Uh, and, uh, and, and Yahweh is more like the very personal, you know, God okay. that wants a personal relationship yeah. with you, God. So you'd, you'd pray to one over the other depending upon 
at that time it was whatever kingdom you were in. Okay. And then when they kind of you know um, had to consolidate, then then it's like it's like the two gods became one. Okay. Um, and then that's that's the you know like I mean we we can say Almighty God, um, you know, hear us, you know, in our uh, in our suffering. I mean that right there is a is a combination. Yeah. Right of of the two gods, and we don't even think about it. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a lot, you know, a lot more that meets the eye when in the Old Testament uh, writers uh, were were editing and putting these things together um, to make it as seamless as possible. Okay, but that's why you you know, like I find it, you know, reading commentary and and these, you know, Hebrew scholars to be like, whoa, 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 you know, like, that's maybe not exactly <laughs> accurate. <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't a seamless piece. Like, and, you know, and some of these chap like chapters are put together and there's hundreds of years in between them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and when you're reading it, you just it's seem no like idea. it's yeah. Yeah. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so there's some food for fodder. There for you go. Ya. Yeah. It's a good beginning, huh? Yeah, that's a good way to start. All right. Well, uh, the next. Uh, are we done there? We done? Yeah. We're done. I think so. Yeah. I think uh, it's a good way to get going. I Again, think so. Right. If you're not able to be in attendance, it'll, yeah. it's going to be great right. for you just to right. check it out on the website. Yeah. Uh, so um, so let's move into our, our commentary. Um, sure. So we've, we've got a couple got some of options. Uh, Greg and I are thinkers, like we said, and then planners. So we've we've come up with a couple of different uh, titles for these uh, segments. Um, the first one, uh, my two cents, and I don't have two cents, but you I have am two amazing cents. Amazing that you don't. I, I I'm just gonna hand it over to you. Well, and uh, I'm wondering about an audio piece here, if that's even possible. I could actually I could flip the mic. Do you think I should try to to play the quote or just uh, talk through it a little bit? Talk through it. Talk through it. Yeah. Because we haven't had much success. <laughs> just been right. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. um, and we'll, we'll see. I, we can get the whole thing right. maybe in another week or so. But um, so my two cents, comments on comments. Just curious about your thoughts even related to this. Uh, I heard on a podcast, which I really enjoy listening to, which is... Um, on being with Krista Tibbet. Yes. And she had Brene Brown on, mm-hmm. who is a researcher. And she was talking, um, the title of it was Strong Back, Soft Front, Wild Heart. And actually was um, broadcast in February of this year. Okay. But what I wanted you to think about a little bit or comment on the comments was this idea that there is no courage without vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So she was, she was, thinking that, you know, we have so much of us being taught to be brave and Mm -hmm. working through and kind of being tough and whatnot. And she said, we really can't move forward um, as a society unless you can have those at the same time. Right. Well, and then the first thought that came to my mind is what courage you need for vulnerability. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, if you're, think about when you're just meeting somebody and you're just beginning to build that relationship and let's say they take a risk and share something that's you know really honest you know um you know like you you can just be like oh that's you know or then now you might have an opportunity to to be vulnerable with them uh or not 
you know, and there's, of course, there's a lot of different things that, at, you know, at stake, and it depends on where you are and what what the nature of the relationship is. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I get all that, but, um, you know, let's just say it is a, a potential budding friendship. I mean, um, you know, that's, that's a big risk that you're taking. Uh, you know, they could laugh in your face. Yeah. Uh, they could just say nothing. Um, you know, and, like, and then, then you're, like, wondering, yeah, uh, <laughs> awkward silence. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, but, or, you know, again, uh, thinking glass is half full and it could be truly a, a beautiful bonding moment, you know, yeah. um, it, and it takes a lot of courage sure. to be vulnerable. T- risk taking, yeah. you know, yeah. being able to step out a little bit. So I just thought it was, I had heard that and wanted to throw that into this, this new category, which is just, it made me pause uh, to be able to, as, as you're saying, Put those two together. I right. mean, it makes sense on where we are maybe as a society again at the moment with all the things happening that yeah. we're not both of those and you need both of them to, to really right. be able to move forward. Right. And I think it, it actually does, and maybe you didn't, maybe you intended this, but it ties into the, the sermon on defeat and loss. Um, you know, the biggest vulnerability we have um, are our losses. Yeah. You know, again, in a, in a culture where uh, winning is, is everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about loss or bring up loss. Um, you know, one, there's kind of the, the, the shame, um, that's tied to it, but it's also just like, well, you know, that's not losing, you're not supposed to lose, you're not supposed to, and then, you know, of course that's, that's in the more competitive aspect, but then when you're looking at like loss of loved ones, there's also kind of just that social awkwardness where I don't, I don't know what to say and what am I supposed to say to that? I mean. That, yeah, that vulnerability is tied all yeah, in there. It too. sure is. No, and that that yes, purposeful or not, is at least within the theme of where we started, which is being able to have that courage um, and being humble and reaching out. And um, we are very competitive. Our society, us, you and I are. Um, so anyway, yeah. something to kind of ponder a little bit at a, a yeah. quiet moment, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you haven't heard of Brene Brown or or on Bean, um, you really need to check those out. If if you're into uh, podcasts, on Bean is is uh, one of the best. Um, but you know, it's you kind of have to. It's a more thoughtful kind of um, podcast. Yeah. So it's it goes pretty deep. If you're not ready to go deep, uh, then you yeah. might want to just <laughs> check out something yeah. else. But it's, it's if good. you're listening to yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's not maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well. Thanks for your two cents. Yes. So yeah. that's that's the two cents today. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Greg, you're a big Twitter guy. Yeah. You've got uh, what, like a thousand followers yep, on Twitter. I do actually. So um, I am not. I do have a Twitter handle, um, but uh, my Twitter handle kind of says it all. Why I don't. Why I don't tweet. Why not? Um, yeah. My my Twitter handle is Keith Longwinded. Yeah. And I'm just too long-winded for Twitter to be able to. I, I just, you know, I, they they you can have more characters now. You can you got oh, really yeah. It, okay. They they double that. Right, you can well, have. There's more opportunity for you. Maybe to, I'll maybe I'll you know I I usually the most I'm on Twitter is during baseball season. I check Twitter for like injury updates all and right, stuff like well, that. It's so coming up. We'll it, get it is, there. It is. We'll get there. Opportunity. We'll get there. Um, but uh, but however, however, yes. however. So um, this is this is definitely uh, top tweets of the week. I don't have any top tweets necessarily, but I do have a Twitter-related story. All right, tell me. Um, we're 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 gonna go in a different direction here. 
uh, from uh, some more of the serious things we've been talking about. So I, I saw a headline on, online uh, this week. It said, uh, woman eat, uh, woman caught eating mayonnaise at a basketball game causes a stir on Twitter. Okay, tell me that. I, I mean, one, I have, there's obviously there's two big issues here at stake. One, why in the world is this a headline? Yeah. Who cares? Yes. Uh, two, of course, why is she eating mayonnaise at a basketball game? Just... Uh, I mean, th- th- those two right there. And then, of course, the, the third secondary uh, thing would be, and why is it causing a stir on Twitter? Yeah. I didn't actually read the article. You didn't. <laughs> I just, you just uh, saw the headline. I saw the headline, and I'm like, and they had a picture. They had a picture. She was a big spoon, and she's just cranking away on the mayonnaise. Did you find it over there? No, I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna see if it, I can. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess eat what you want. I don't care. Oh. Um, but apparently, she just like brought a jug of yeah. mayo and decided. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my kids love ketchup, and if and if if you if you just gave them a jar of ketchup yeah. and a spoon, they'd be happy, really happy. Um, but Manny's, you know, you kind of need that with something. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, mayonnaise is essentially dairy, so. In a video that has gone viral on Twitter, spectator at the Detroit Pistons versus Sacramento Kings game Monday night was spotted on the jumbotron holding up a jar of best foods mayonnaise and (laughs) indulging in heaping spoonfuls. (laughs) She did offer a friend a taste, who takes a slightly smaller bite. However. (laughs) Oh. Well, maybe it was just a stunt. You know, maybe it was just like. Hey, I want to get on the jumbotron. I'm going to bring a jar of mayonnaise. On the yeah, oh. I mean, that, and then that's... so it was just a constant barrage yeah. of tweets that were yeah. about disgusting and. That might be. I think that and... maybe is it. I, I would. I could see myself being like, "What would get me on the jumbotron?" Yeah, that. You know, that, that might do it. That might do it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. Um, Next. Okay. Uh, seen, read, heard. What have you seen, read, or heard this week? That you think our listeners yeah. uh, would benefit So from. I would recommend uh, another podcast. Okay. Uh, and from this week's episode, uh, March 19th, Hidden Brain is the podcast. And I actually mm, listen yes. to it through um, the one app, NPR broadcast. And the episode is The Lonely American Man. Now talk okay. about deep i mean krista tippett and the things that she's covering but this really struck me um and maybe it's a a bit lengthy it's about 48 minutes long i think uh it says here and it it is in the deep end um boys get the message at a young age to not show their feelings don't rely on anyone this week this episode it says we take a close look at the misguided notions of masculinity in the united states we explore how those notions create stressed out romantic relationships, physical health problems, and a growing epidemic of loneliness. Plus, we consider how we might begin to tell a different story about what it means to be a man. Mm. So having a son, being a man, it was just, it, it, it struck yeah. my interest. And very, um, they, they take time to talk to young boys and interview them as uh, preteens. So 12-year-olds and mm. how they're... they're um, just great friends and there's really no problem. And then it reaches a point where they're in probably middle school and that you can't show that affection. They're being judged. It kind of just goes down a path yeah. where then as what I found interesting is, okay, what happens then when that 
changes for all of us, generally speaking, right. and they get to be adults. What happens then? Yeah. So it had a question, which is really an interesting one, would be, um, who would you call in the middle of the night? And so as, uh, as a yeah, male, like, yeah, yeah. who are you going to call at night? Yeah, and so yeah. no one was oftentimes the uh -huh, answer. So uh -huh. being very lonely there then, or again, very stereotypical, but okay, I'm, I'm going to call my wife. I'm going to sure. call, yeah. and as you should, yeah. but well, yeah. how about your male friends? Females, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. accepted to mm -hmm. be okay. And they, mm -hmm. they call up that friend mm -hmm. and the guy's like, um, yeah. Yeah. And then what do they do? And some uh, interesting things along those lines of like, they can only play video games nowadays. Back yeah, in the day, we at least right. could go out and yeah. play some right. baseball, football, uh -huh, basketball, uh -huh. whatever it happened to be. Um, so very interesting. Again, it, yeah. it's deep, but right. it, it certainly makes you uh, want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's a really good conversation for sure to, to be having in the... well. That have it in the back of your, your mind, you know, in the back of your head to be like, when can I talk about this kind of thing? Especially if you have, you know, um, sons. Yeah. Um, well, and, and so just yeah. finishing that thought, because that's, again, my son is older and yours is not. But so you can work really hard. You and Rebecca can work really hard at what you want to do to, to raise him and kind mm -hmm. of fight that a little bit. But he's he's not living in isolation in your house. Right. He's got to go to school. He's got to yeah. get out there. And yeah. society is is really strong. Oh yeah, and I've so, already noticed it. I mean, he's five, and there have been times where he uh, he's even said, "I don't want to cry um, in front of anybody." Yeah. You know, um, he's already picked up. You know that you don't that for whatever reason you don't cry in front of people, and. Um, you know, even though he has seen his own father cry yeah. in front of other people. So it's, yeah, it happens at a very early age that, you know, um, that those kinds of things aren't acceptable for, for men. Yeah. So I'd encourage, you know, the, yeah. our listeners that are out there that are listening to this <laughs> to uh, take a little time because I yeah. did that again, that title alone, the lonely American man like yeah. that, yeah. just pausing yeah. on that. Right. Like how did that happen? Where did right. that come from? Right. And that's what this yeah. is. This yeah. is really about. Uh -huh. Check it out. Yeah. Well, one quick little uh, masculinity thing when you were talking, I was thinking about that podcast you shared with me on uh, revisionist history about the free throw yep. shooting yep. and how, um, uh, how was it? Chamberlain? Yep. Yeah. So, so he wouldn't shoot it he, underhand. He wouldn't shoot it underhand at a certain. He he did for yeah. a while and and made. I well, mean, his he percentage was, was way the more successful. And yep. then and then he decided that he didn't want to do that because it made him yep. look foolish in his own mind, and so he sacrificed points right. for masculinity. He knew it was the better way to do it, but yeah. however, he wasn't going he wouldn't to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And really, the only person who stayed with it was was Barry. Yeah. Um, and now his son yeah, is yeah. apparently doing that yeah. In, yeah. in the college I mean, game. You will just make more yep. if you do it underhand, but but uh, because of the stigma yeah. around what that looks like and how it's called the granny shot and all that, yeah. you know, you won't... We'll have to talk it. about that yeah. on another that'll, episode. That'll like, on the threshold. So how about you? Yeah. What have you seen, um, read, or heard lately? So, uh, so last... I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, went to uh, a continuing ed retreat um, and uh, went and heard Rob Bell and Peter Rollins wow. speak. Both um, of them, huh? Both of them, yeah. Um, 
although I was a little disappointed uh, that Peter Rollins didn't speak more. He kind of just opened for Rob Bell, and so he had about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, but his 15 minutes was was really really good, uh, and uh, and and uh, if you haven't heard of Peter Rollins, you should, um, especially for those deep thinkers um, out there. Uh, check him out, and uh, yeah, so he was he he kind of as as more of a philosopher when it comes to thinking about things spiritual um but one of the things that i that stood out to me that i'm totally going to put into a sermon at some point um but he said uh we are all haunted houses uh we are all full of ghosts if you don't confront them they become poltergeists and come up and make their presence known when they do uh that is a symptom and it's our job to listen to the symptoms for they'll help lead us. Hmm. And here's the cool, coolest part, I thought. He said, when we confront the ghosts and listen to them, they become holy ghosts. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was that cool. you know, really cool. You know, people that know me know that I'm kind of, you know, I'm open-minded about the the supernatural yep. and, and all that. Um, but just this idea that, you know, we're all full of these these ghosts and in the metaphorical sense, of course, right. of... Um, you know, things that have happened to us, um, you know, things that have uh, hurt us, um, you know, that we tend to just stuff away, um, but then that, that can haunt us if, yeah. we, if we don't confront what's really there. Well, it fits our theme kind sure of like does. about uh, identity sure and yes. multiple perspectives yes. yeah. and being yeah. able to, yeah. that's really cool. So, uh, so yeah, I've got, I've got some, some more of that um, that's filed away and will probably be coming out in a future sermon or Awesome. Or blog post um, down the road. So, but I thought that was cool and, yeah. and, uh, and worth uh, worth sharing. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so let's let's have a little fun All as right. we uh, close out our episode. Uh, this is uh, this is the fodder portion of our uh, God fodder, uh, and uh, this this section, uh, good old days. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little little tune here to get us in into the good old days. Do it. This is so you had you had uh, Steely Dan in your head. Steely Dan in my head. Uh, so good old days. Good old days is kind of memories of whether that's the seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever. Um, Steely Dan. So the song "Do It Again." Nineteen seventy-two. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Barely, barely here. Um, you weren't here, were you? <laughs> I was not. I was not. So it wasn't I, even a thought. I'm I'm barely here, and okay. um, I I just got into Steely Dan again, mainly uh, well after the '70s and into the '80s. So for memories of the '80s and '90s, it, they had uh, greatest hits like everyone seems to mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out in the middle of the '80s, and that is like the top song. And love being able to um, kind of go back to him a little bit and found, uh, I do still have some CDs. 
because my car allows you to have like five of them in there or six or whatever it is. Yeah. So you throw a bunch of them in and so, found that so one. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And popped it in. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Not yeah. only it's a bit yeah, old. Stealing but... Dan for me is nothing more than a song I'd hear on KQRS. Really? Every now Probably. And yeah. That and makes never, sense. never knew really who they were. Just like, oh yeah, here's this song. Do it again. Yeah. And I could sing to it, but I have like no emotional connection. Okay. With it whatsoever no nothing on any of them like another another of their big ones is hey 19 like you don't have a memory that's connected to any at all nothing yeah which is so cool when i hear that somebody does you know like now i will now when i hear steely dan i'm gonna think of you yeah and how much you you like steely dan oh ricky don't lose that number Um, oh yeah yeah reeling in the years i mean yeah Yeah. i i i think if you listen like you Play that right. one. That happens right. to be, again, Greatest Hits. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. A Decade of Steely Dan. Right. Right. Um, if you went through it, you'd be like, ah, another yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. that one, too. Yeah. But just good yeah. background music, maybe. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I got the I got the chorus. I'll play it later. All right. Um, now, I, I thought, you know, in, in honor of... Uh, in honor of this this podcast uh, from which from which we are named, um, I, I thought we'd just kind of go down the memory lane. Let's do it. Of the Godfather. Yeah. Godfather movies, um, but I got into them when I was in high school because my older brother was really into them, and we, the two of us, would watch <laughs> these movies, which are ultra violent, uh, yeah, yes. very long. But there was something about the story that uh, that drew us in and and kept our attention. Um, here, here, are just a, a couple of a couple of my favorite um, my favorite scenes. Uh, just a, a few. A few seconds, uh, a few minutes, well, not a few minutes, but... So this is uh, Respect the Godfather. Um, hmm. Don Corleone. Yes. Now you come to me and say, Don Corleone, give me justice. You don't ask for respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. You said you come into my house and they're my daughters to be married, and they asked me for the murder. Money. He asked you for justice. That is not justice. Your daughter is still alive. I can just suffer, then. She suffers. So, uh, you, you come into my house, you don't even <laughs> call me Godfather, you don't offer friendship, uh, you ask me uh, for money and uh, murder. Uh, it's no respect. No respect. <laughs> Uh, so that I love, uh, I love the respected Don Corleone, um, and then, uh, and then of course this is probably the most famous. In fact, when I when I googled it, this is this is what everyone remembers most about the Godfather. You got to listen uh, hard for it. And then actually, there's a really good quote before we get to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. You spend time with your family? Sure, I do. Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. 
today. Once you're the best world in the month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. Too late, they start shooting in a week. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Now, of course, that offer uh, wasn't really an offer. Mm. And I'm not going to give it away. You nope. have to watch the movie, but uh, it, it's 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 quite the offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, his friend did get what he wanted what uh, because of that. But um, so anyway, I, I just uh, uh, the especially part. There are three movies, but the, really the the first two are the are the best. Sure. Um, and uh, especially when Al Pacino, um, when Michael Corleone takes over the family, uh, then things uh, really. Uh, Godfather Two is probably better than the first one, um, just for for action and and high high drama. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was my stroll down memory. Yeah, good old days. Yep, yep. Special shout out to uh, my my brother Kevin for for getting me into uh, the Godfather. <laughs> that was um, good good memories. Yes. Good memories. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna skip over um, trivia. We'll go to uh, let's do a little. A little, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, a brief mention about. Um, so we have we have a we have a segment called Head Meet Wall. Things that uh, we read or, or see that make us uncomfortable. Yeah, tell um, me about that one. So, have you heard about this? No, the, uh, I'm Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica uh, Facebook breach. No. Nope. Uh, so there's there's a there's kind of this thing going around now. Um, hashtag delete Facebook. Yeah. Um, okay. Because uh, there was a significant breach that was found. Uh, uh, Fifty million users uh, on Facebook. Their uh, information was used um, in the election. Okay. Against them. Yeah. Uh, essentially, uh, that uh, the Facebook was was hacked slash just um, accessed. And then information uh, from users on Facebook, without their knowledge, was kind of being um, used in ways uh, for the fake news and all that. Kind sure, of stuff. yeah, heard that. Um, yeah, you know, right. accessing what they like and then using that um, to to send and put certain things in their feed that would kind of take advantage of uh, their personalities and that kind of thing. So there's this big uproar going on. A lot of people are leaving Facebook over this. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, I I. Don't think I will, um, but it's uh, it's a really um, yeah it's disturbing to sure. think uh, that and and you know, the biggest I think gripe is that uh, Zuckerberg and a lot of the Facebook executives were kind of mum yeah. uh, on it and and then all of a sudden you know they're like oh we're really sorry you know blah 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 uh, but people are kind of like too little too late you know you you should have you should have been more proactive to prevent this kind of thing well so. and i saw a headline that he didn't really apologize no, he, he just yeah. acknowledged it yep it happened yeah yeah but and we're we're so addressing here we it go. Yeah, yeah exactly and that's where again like how much did they know that this was happening yeah. and didn't do anything to stop it um and so that's a lot of people are upset about that so um i won't take it uh uh personally if people delete their Facebook account <laughs> um, and, and, you know, that kind of thing. You, you no do. longer have any yeah, friends. Right, right. But, you know, it, it's kind of, it's a network. It's how you yep. connect with people. So, um, all right, well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll skip, you want to skip, we'll skip Remember the Titans yeah. since we got that in the sermon. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other thing really, uh, I'll t- let you take your pick. You want to talk sports or you want to yeah. talk Yeah, no, let, let's finish up with, with the sports because okay. baseball's coming soon. Yes. Uh, so just 
Twins fan, just wanted to, I, I found this out today, we're about a week away um, from the recording from opening day, and mm, yes. Twins are looking at their starters and and all the different pieces on, you know, some, some more controversy there with your shortstop and whatnot, uh, which we won't get into at this I know. moment. I know, now, now we understand why he hit so many homers. Uh, yeah, may, maybe here. so. <laughs> I'm like, there. wow, that little guy is yeah. knocking him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a little trivia, yeah. so I'm going to yeah. have some Twins yeah, yeah. talk. Yeah. So, for those of you that go to Target Field, uh, because during the offseason they've been having some construction, facelift of the Metropolitan Club is now being renamed to the Bat and Barrel, mm. expansion of the concourse near gates 29 oh, and 34. Yeah. So, a little trivia for you, uh, Target Field has changed from 38,649 for official capacity down, or that's what it will be, down from 38,885. So a couple hundred-ish. Sure. Yeah. So if you're wondering if it's feeling a little tighter yeah, in certain that, areas, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And if you want to get on the Jumbotron, bring some mayonnaise. Yeah, bring some mayonnaise and a big old spoon. <laughs> big old spoon. <laughs> Share with your neighbors. No, I'm very excited. I think it'll be... Um, a better than average season for the Twins with with Polanco or not, um, I, I yeah I'm I'm hopeful. I am too. I'm still you know the standard Minnesota Twins fan, cautiously optimistic. Yep. Um, you know I think they will compete. Um, all we can ask. Exactly. It's just all just we can put, ask. put a squad out there <laughs> yep. where I don't I'm not dreading every time I watch them. So uh, so that leads to. To uh, fantasy baseball for me, uh, and, and yep, draft all, the, coming. all the strategizing that uh, happens in uh, in the the thing that I do that makes me not just nerd out um, all summer long, uh, probably to uh, the chagrin of my wife um, and and uh, but me and my brothers and me and my friends, this is just something that just oh, awesome. comes with the boys of yeah, summer. There you, know? you go. Yeah. No lonely men there. No lonely men there. We, <laughs> if nothing else, if you are debating, I don't think I could call one of my friends up in the middle of the night uh, and ask a fantasy baseball question. Yeah. But you know, it's always the fallback uh, that we can just you know we can just talk baseball. Yeah, very cool. So, all right, well that uh, pretty much wraps up our first episode. Excellent. Um, if uh, you'd like to, uh, so you can follow Greg on yeah. Twitter. Follow me at, at my handle is at Gregory Heineke, all one word, G R E G O R Y H E I N E C K E. Or where can they find you? You can. Uh, I just launched a new blog. Uh, it's called Becoming a New Blogspot. Dot com so it's a it's a Google uh, blogger. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fresh off the press this week. Um, also have a, uh, a a closed group. Uh, if you friend me on Facebook, you, you can join the fodder mob. Cool. Uh, there. Um, dare to dare to be in Facebook. Dare if you dare. If exactly. You dare. If you dare. Uh, so you're welcome to do that. And uh, that's pretty much it. I, I want to close with this um, Peter Rollins benediction that he uh, left us with uh, at uh, at the the talk uh, a couple weeks ago. It says, uh, well, he used a, a different word. I'm going to use podcast, but. Um, uh, the podcast has ended. Go in pieces to see and feel your world. I think yes. that's pretty powerful. So, cool. um, especially with all the vulnerability talk we've had and the rethinking to be. So, yeah. um, well, thanks be to Godfather. Godfather. Yes. Mm-hmm.